Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 83 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing the three fixes that are going to help you squat without knee pain, proper squat form, and the five-minute squat test that almost did me in. Now, my first introduction to squats was while I was sitting in the audience at Dr. Kelly Starrett's mobility course on Creative Live. Now, even just thinking about this now, so cool. This was like back in 2012 before online education was as huge as it is now. And over two days, I got to sit there and learn from him and Jill Miller and learn all about the fundamentals of good movement and how to really involve recovery into your performance. And to be honest, it blew my mind. Now, at the end of the first day, he challenged us to go back to our hotel room and do a five-minute squat test. At the time, I had just finished up my 200 and 500 hours of yoga training, so I was like super, super duper flexible, and my ego totally got the best of me. I was like, a squat test, this will be simple. I tapped out after like 45 seconds. (laughs) It was so enlightening to see that it's really not easy to squat. No, no, it's not easy at all. But the reason why squatting was hard isn't because at, you know, we pass some age and then squatting becomes unattainable for our adolescent or adult bodies. The reason why we can't squat is because we haven't been squatting. Now, by now, you know how my brain works. So you know that when I tried to do a squat and wasn't able to do it, that became my new focus for the next few years. I started working from my coffee table with my laptop so I could be in that squat shape. I started dropping down into a squat to text. I started taking phone calls in a squat. And so a squat is a super important movement to be able to do in your body. And I'm going to talk about how to make it even more comfortable, especially the squat form that's going to help you with knee pain. But I also want you to understand that the key to a better squat isn't just to implement the changes that I'm going to share with you today, but it's to start incorporating squatting into your daily life. Because a squat is the most basic of all human movements. I mean, honestly, it's the most basic of all mammalian movements. Your dogs are doing it. Your cats are doing it. Like all mammals squat. Um, I even saw a picture of a bear squatting on a rock, which just cracked me up. Because like, who would think that a bear could squat? But they do. They do. All mammals do it. And like I said, everyone can do it, but your ability to come into that squat shape has less to do with your anatomy or even your tension, but really everything to do with how much you've been squatting. And we know this to be true because in cultures that squat throughout their lifetime, they never lose the ability to squat. But in the Western world, it's so much more common to stop squatting and sitting in chairs at about age five, right? When you go to kindergarten and they want you to sit still in those tiny, cute little chairs. And that begins our professional sitting careers. 
The thing about chairs too is that they're all basically about the same height from chairs to toilets to your car seat. We are experts at getting from standing to that about 90 degrees hip and knee bend, but anything lower than that is way difficult. And it's not because, again, you're not built that way. It's because we haven't been practicing it on a regular basis. So today I'm going to share not only how you can squat without knee pain, but also how to start incorporating squatting into your daily to do so that you can reap the benefits that squatting has for your body. Now, before we dig into that, If you want the chance to win a pair of therapy balls, a gratitude journal, and a sleep mask to get your best sleep ever, I have just a very simple ask of you. So I really want to get to 100 podcast reviews on iTunes for The Body Nerd Show before the end of the year. And there are less than 90 days left in 2020, and we're more than halfway there. So if you could just take two minutes and head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a short note about your favorite episode or why you love the show or an aha or light bulb moment you had from today's show, just take a quick screenshot and email it to me at hello at aewellness.com and you'll be entered to win the prize pack. Now you can keep this for yourself and just get great sleep all throughout the winter, or you can give it away to a friend or fellow body nerd during the holidays. So just head on over to aewellness.com slash review. That'll port you like magic uh, straight to iTunes and to the Apple podcast app. And let me know what you think. So thank you for taking the time to do it. I so appreciate you. And in order to thank you, to express my thanks for you, one lucky winner is going to get a pair of therapy balls, a gratitude journal, and a sleep mask. All right, on with the show. So you should be squatting. And I don't like to should on you often, I hope. I definitely don't like to should on myself, but squatting helps your pelvic floor, right? There are normal natural functions of the pelvic floor from relaxation of specific pelvic floor muscles to aid in elimination. If you've ever seen any of those squatty potty commercials, you know what I'm talking about. It also helps your hips, your knees, your ankles express their full range of motion. And it's a great mobility assessment, right? I shared how to use it as a mobility assessment on episode 80 of this show. So today we're going to talk squat form and troubleshooting, especially when it comes to knees, because knee pain is so super common. Now, I also want you to know that even if you have some sort of diagnosis of something physically or structurally wrong with your knees, that doesn't mean that you have to accept the level of pain that you might be at right now. And incorporating these minor shifts, it's going to make a big difference. So have an open mind and take off your shoes because squatting is best done barefoot. So for your form, you want your feet to be parallel-ish. Meaning it's not like you have skis on and they're turned out a little bit, but you don't want to turn them out too much. And you want your hips and your feet to be about shoulder distance apart. Now, there are squats that you can do where you're super wide or super turned out. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about just like a regular run of the mill squat. So feet parallel-ish, but your feet are wider apart. And especially for those of you with yoga backgrounds, a common mistake I see is that you're trying to do like chair pose or ukatasana while doing a squat. And to me, they're not the same thing, right? There's chair pose and that exists, but then there's also a squat, which is biomechanically the most efficient way to pick something up or to carry heavy loads and things like that. 
And then there's a yoga pose, chair pose. Okay. So I'm not saying that one is better than the other. I'm just saying they serve two completely different purposes. And you want to have that variability to swap in the one you need, depending on the task at hand. Now, when you start to move in your squat, you want your hips to go back first. Not your knees, but your hips back first. You want to keep your back straight so that your head, your shoulders, your rib cage, your lower back, your hips are all in one nice long line. And you want your knees to move away from one another and towards your toes. Now, there's some contention about this cue as well. For a long time, knees out, knees out was what was barked in at people in gyms around the world. And it's not so much that your knees need to track out, but your hips need to be able to generate that motion. And it really all comes down to your feet. So you have your feet planted. And if you attempt to turn your feet away from one another, but you don't actually move them. So it's an isometric engagement. As you do that, and I hope you're doing it right now because I am too. As you activate all of the muscles that will turn your feet out away from one another, you're going to feel your hips and those hip rotators turn on. And that's exactly what we want. So while you maintain that rotation, right, of pressing the feet into the floor and trying to spin the feet away from one another, as you squat with your hips back, naturally your knees are going to move away from one another. But the focus isn't just get your knees out. So I hope you can kind of wrap your brain around that subtle distinction that it's not just knees out for the sake of knees being out, but the knees go out as a natural effect of creating that rotational activation from your feet. Now, the most common errors that I see when it comes to squatting is knees. Well, and of course, right, we have so much knee pain and specifically those knees moving forward first. Now there is, it's like with everything, I'm like, pay attention to this, but it could be this, but it could also be that. So if you're like, wait, what? There's no rules. No, there's no such thing as the right way. There's the biomechanically most efficient for where your body is at right now and for the task at hand way, but it's not quite as catchy, I know. All right, so there is a squat where your knees come forward first. And if you have healthy knees and you are working on knee strength and quad strength, then you definitely want to do that. But if we're lifting weights and we're specifically trying to master the squat first, which I super duper recommend because a squat is one of the big three of those foundational elements of good movement, you want your knees not to be moving first. You want your hips to move first because when your hips move first, they do all of the work. Another error that I see is the knees coming towards one another, right? We've already talked about knees out, but it's no wonder knee problems are such a big deal because even watching the NBA as these athletes who are at the peak of their physical prowess, right? They're working with top level trainers. Some of them have terrible jumping and landing mechanics. And I can tell, hey, their squats probably need some attention because their default pattern is for those knees to always collapse in on one another. So if it's happening to you in your squat, it's probably happening to you in other areas of your life and your movement as well. And so an easy fix is just learning how to squat without your knees caving in towards one another. And by golly gosh, your knees are going to say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because the thing about the knees is that they're really stuck between your hip and your ankle. And so the issue is it's not your knees fault that your hips aren't not just strong enough, but also not coordinated enough to better support and stabilize your knees. Like your knees can't do anything about that. And it's also not your knees fault if your feet and ankles are so stiff that they don't have the mobility. So your knee has to pick up the slack. 
So think of the knee as like the weakest link. And so it starts hurting first because it's taking what the hip and the ankle aren't doing for themselves. So the first fix, if you have knee pain and if your squats aren't as, uh, I wanna say clean, but you know, if you're trying to clean up your squat here, would be to clean up your form. So make sure that you know how to squat well. I have a video on my YouTube channel that teaches you proper squat form. And I'm gonna link to that in the description of this episode as well. So once you have good form, just practice it as often as possible. Because it's not the intensity of the practice, but it's the consistency that matters the most. So there's actually tons of opportunities throughout your day to practice squatting, uh, whether you're getting something out of that low cabinet or low drawer in the kitchen. I know one of my clients intentionally set up her kitchen so that some of the things that she gets most often are down low so that she can keep practicing her squatting. It's just the more you incorporate squats and squat movement into your daily life, the better you're going to get at it. And that's exactly what I had to do after that spectacular five minute squat test fail was to just make squatting a part of my movement vocabulary. So I used it and did it all the time. And then my body was able to adapt to that shape and I could squat like I could squat whenever I want. It's a comfortable position now, but it definitely hasn't always been that way. So whether you're getting something out of that low drawer in the kitchen, maybe you're picking up toys off the floor from fur children and human children alike, could you work from a coffee table instead of a chair? I wrote this episode in the show notes sitting in a squat at my coffee table. And this isn't to say that you have to like always be in an active squat. I have a, you know, either blocks or a special cushion that I sit on. And so my body is in that squat shape, even though I'm at rest. So you think outside of the squat box as to what is, you know, quote unquote, allowed and what isn't allowed, um, because it's more of just practicing that shape and allowing your body to gradually adjust to that shape uh, so that it becomes easier to do. So again, it's not intensity that's going to make it happen faster, but consistency. And just start paying attention to when and where you can squat and then just do more of it right? That's the fix. Just just do more. Now, I'm not saying to push through pain or to uh, continue doing something if it hurts. So definitely work within what you are able to do right now. And if that means practicing the squat techniques in that YouTube video, just up and down off a chair, then work there, build up that strength, and then just gradually begin to lower the chair seat. So maybe then you're on an ottoman, or maybe you're on a just slightly lower chair, but you have some blocks so you can, you know, migrate and modulate the height just even slower. Like whatever it is, meet yourself where you're at, and then just push the envelope just a little bit, just a little bit. In my workout this morning, I was doing pistol squats, which are essentially just a single leg squat. Now I can do a pistol squat all the way to the floor and back up, but it costs a lot of energy. And so I wanted to get stronger at that. So that doesn't mean that I just practice that as much as possible. I mean, you could, but my workout would have been real short because my legs would have been toast. So I have a bucket in the garage. So I practice single leg squatting onto that bucket. And that was more than enough to be able to fatigue my legs. So don't think that because you're practicing it modified, or it doesn't look like the video or anything like that, that it doesn't count. If you are doing the mechanics, you're doing a squat and it's all worth it. It all counts. 
Now for knee pain specifically, there are three places you absolutely need to check out. The first is your quads because your quads connect your hips and knees together. And they're often tight and really, really grouchy uh, from being locked into that chair shape, right? Again, we do a lot of sitting and so the quads are just kind of frozen in that shape. So work on your quad mobility. My favorite way to do that is rolling out the quads with therapy balls. I did this on Instagram on an IGTV a couple weeks ago, so definitely check that one out. And the therapy balls, why I prefer them over foam rollers is because they allow you to get really like in between the layers of muscle and really create change. So it's not just stretching. When you stretch, it's like you're pulling on the muscle from end to end. And when we do self-massage, we're actually getting into the meat of the muscle and creating more hydration, more mobilization, more movement within the muscle itself. So you're changing from inside rather than just trying to pull and lengthen it because your muscles aren't going to lengthen. What we really want is for your brain to be more okay with going into those new positions. So if you haven't been incorporating body work, you absolutely should. Also in the description is my body work guide that's going to help get you started uh, with the six places to roll for quick relief. So check that out too. So another place, spot number two for my knee pain friends is foot and ankle mobility. So if you have tight ankles, if you have tight calves, work on them. And again, body work is going to be your best bet because calf stretching is only going to get you so far, but body work and again, getting into those calves and really just going to town. When I say going to town, again, it's not the intensity, it's the consistency, but that's going to make a huge difference in your calf flexibility and your ankle flexibility. So oftentimes, even in a case of tight calves, I actually recommend clients to do more strengthening sort of like a step down type of action, because that again, long term is going to create more flexibility while simultaneously creating strength. And that's really what we need. Now, the third spot is probably a spot you're not thinking about. But once you go here, you're going to wish you didn't, but it's going to be so good. I promise it's going to hurt so good. And that is your inner quad. I just wrote inner quad spot in my knees. So in my knees, in my notes. I got knees on the brain, y'all. So technically, this location is called the pes anserine. Um, and this is where three muscles, your sartorius, your gracilis, and your semitendinosus, which is a hamstring, it's where these muscles come together and blend into like one common tendon on the inside of your knee. So they actually cross the inside of your knee and anchor down into your calf, which, hey, guess what? What's happening in your thighs and your knees is also happening in your calves. That's why it's all connected. And I would bet money that if you got a ball right on that spot above your knee, so inside of the knee, right on the quad, not only would it be grouchy, but your knees wouldn't hurt anymore. So if you get a ball on that spot, the inner quad spot, and your eyes start to tear just a little bit, make it comfortable, and then spend some more time there. Again, not with necessarily duration, but consistency. You really don't need more than five-ish minutes there. And just talking about this, I think I'm going to go roll it right, right now. <laughs> So there you have it, the fixes for your pain-free squat. You're going to clean up your form. You're going to work on your quads. You're going to work on your ankles and your calves if that's your weak spot. And please promise me that you're going to roll on that terribly wonderful inner quad spot. 
just try it and then and then let me know. <laughs> and when you do these things, you're going to be well on your way to less knee pain, not just with squatting, but all of the time. And if you're feeling a little bit of overwhelm, just pick one and then go work on that. Okay. Now I want to know what you're working on. And I also want to know if you try that inner quad spot, like, please, please come back and let me know how it goes. So hit me up on social. I'm at Hala on Instagram. It's where I hang out. You can send me a DM, tag me in stories or post, or you can just leave me a sweet, sweet voicemail on the body nerd hotline at 818-396-6501. And before I go, just to remind you that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds group, and everything else lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And thank you for taking the time to listen today. I hope that you got some fun movement in. Hopefully you're working on the squat mechanics as you're listening, or at least you got it planned for later today. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Don't forget, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and you could be entered to win that awesome Best Sleep Ever prize pack. And I appreciate you and everyone who has left reviews. You are awesome and amazing. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Or you can always just share this episode with somebody who needs to hear this today. So if your workout buddy has been complaining about their knees, just just slide in this episode. Just slide right into their DMs and say, hey, friend, you should check this out. (laughs) So here's to asking better questions, moving more, no longer having knee pain, hallelujah, (laughs) and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks, and bodywork is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.